It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available on iHeartRadio every morning and also on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcasts from. Thursday morning, tomorrow, Friday, where's the week gone, eh? The 13th day for October for 2022. Coming up in just a moment, we're going to have a look at commercial property and why commercial property seems to be defying the real estate market. Scott O'Neill, fresh back from Greece, is here from Rethink Investing and he's going to be talking all of that through. Well, last week we were talking about the affordability report that was released by Demographia International and just how bad the housing affordability in Australia is, which is amongst the worst in the world, with Sydney ranked the second least affordable city. Not a flattering look. Melbourne, Adelaide, Brisbane and Perth, they're not far behind for for affordability and the numbers get a little bit worse when you look at the latest census data which tells us that 67% of Australians own their home in 2021 and for people between the ages of 30 to 34 the numbers are getting worse with just 50% of people owning their home in 2021 now if you compare that back from 1971 it was much better with 64% in that age bracket owning their home. So the Aussie dream of home ownership is getting more and more difficult. We know that, but that's not to say give up. Keep striving, keep saving, and guts it out. You'll get there in the end. Stats can be for somebody else, but not you. Informing you every morning from 6.30, seven days a week on The Real Estate Breakfast. And if you're celebrating your birthday today for the 13th day of October, Ian Thorpe is celebrating his birthday, of course, the Australian swimmer. Sasha Baron Cohen is celebrating his birthday, the English comedian. And Paul Simon, the singer, is also on the birthday calls. We talk with leading property commentators with analysis, predictions, forecasts and what's trending every morning from 6.30. It's the main centre forecast with PRD, selling smarter every day. All right, let's check on your weather around Australia on this Thursday morning. First, we go to Sydney expecting cloudy conditions, but a high of 22 degrees should be mainly dry. In Melbourne today, rain, 17 is your forecast top. In Brisbane, expecting possible rain, 24. And in Perth today, mostly fine and sunny, and 21 is your forecast high. It's your weekday real estate breakfast with news, interviews and predictions every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. Well, what is happening with the commercial property space? It's been a few weeks since we checked in and took the pulse on this. We know that there's a lot of trading that is going on. How is the market going in October? Well, let's find out with Scott O'Neill from Rethink Investing. And good morning, Scott. Welcome back to the Real Estate Podcast. G'day Craig, good to be back. 
You are back in the office today in Sydney there. Nice little breakaway in Greece, feeling re-energised? Yeah, back to reality. It was a good three and a half months off, so but it was a working holiday. Still still do the mornings over there in uh, Greek time, but good to be back. It's pretty rubbish weather, though, in Sydney, so adjusting, that's for sure. Yeah, well, it's not as if you've got a long, long way to go before your next break. I mean, this is quite cunning, isn't it, uh, arriving back in October, a few more months, and uh, you're off again. Yeah, it's a good time to uh, lock some stuff in and get some good deals if they're out there. Now, we're going to check in on the commercial property space in just a moment, but uh, before we get there, I wanted to ask you what the general feel was when you were in Greece regarding this whole Ukraine war. Look, interestingly, they, they don't talk about it as much as you'd think. It is in the background, but like there's more talk of things like the energy crisis coming out of uh, Germany and that, because there's a lot of German tourists that come into uh, Greece. So yeah, I think maybe a few months ago when the war was a little bit fresher, it was yeah, a bit more fear around, but yeah, it's not, not what you'd think, because they are quite close to it all. But I don't think the same would be said for some of those countries closer. Yes, the energy crisis is certainly there on most countries' radars, that is for sure. So let's have a look at the commercial property. Why is it at the moment commercial property defying the national market trend? Or is it defying the national trend? A lot of people might be saying, I need to know a little bit more information around this area. So perhaps throw up a couple of reasons why, Scott, that commercial property is defying, bucking the national trend. Yeah, it's a good question, Craig. I stumbled across this little table on think tanks. So they're, they're a lending mortgage company uh, or bank rather, and they've got this nice, neat table that sort of breaks down residential homes, units, office, retail, and industrial. So you've got five different asset classes, call it, and it clearly shows the residential for houses and units declining in every major capital city in Australia. Interestingly, office is stable for every major capital city, retail stable as well, and industrial improving. So it's literally going the opposite direction to residential at the moment. So there is a very stark difference between them all. And the reason for that is it comes down just to the supply demand of each. And we've seen a, a huge slump off in demand for residential, mostly investors and owner occupiers due to their lending capacities being reduced. That's causing price falls in all these cities. But that's not been seen to the same level in the office or retail markets because the demand is so much higher versus the supply on the ground. So there's just not many properties for sale. And residential, we're seeing stock levels increase a lot. So that's contributing to uh, giving the remaining investors and home buyers a lot of options to choose from. And they're going to be more uh, negotiable when they're to get a buyer. That's not the trend in commercial. Industrial, the one that's improving, that's just going from strength to strength. There is an actual massive shortage of these properties. CBRE rates the vacancy rate for industrial properties as 0.8% in Australia, which makes it the tightest leasing market in the world for industrial. So you can see there's a lot of strength in certain subsectors of the market. You know, somebody listening in might say, gee, I'm really surprised that the, the office space is performing so well, particularly with working from home. So what do you say to any potential investor looking at that office space? Well, it's coming off a low base, Craig. So there's uh, there's good deals out there, but at the end of the day, a lot of the sellers are very cashed up super funds and 
people with you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, they don't just sell assets because there's a, you know, a slight bump in the vacancy. And the vacancies are dropping right now. They they roughly doubled, like they were sort of around the 6 7% vacancy rates and they got into double digits due to COVID. They're retreating now because people are going back to the office. There's going to be a future decrease in the uh, vacancy rates too as they let more people in the country. Immigration is going to push people particularly to Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane and a lot of them are going to work desk jobs and this is going to squeeze the current market. The other side is build costs are going up so to supply new buildings it's going to be more difficult in future. So rising population, less building, you know, that's going to contribute to a tighter vacancy rate. So the long-term investor who's spending money in office space, they don't look through all these media headlines and you know saying offices are dead because it's just an overstatement and a smart investor knows that. And there's also subsectors of the office market that are going very well, like suburban office where people are you know preferring to work closer to home. So if anything, vacancy rates have dropped. So again, there's markets within markets, but overall, uh, that's the reason it's not dropping because you've got a non-desperate seller selling to another long-term investor and they value the investment and and they'll pay the proper market value for it. Okay, so there's a a couple of really good indicators. There's some points that you're making about why commercial property is defying the the national market trend. There'll be people that will be listening to the podcast right now saying, well, I might just wait until after Christmas. Uh, We're on that trajectory now towards the end of the year. What do you say to somebody right now if they're thinking, I'll leave it until 2023? Um, yeah, another good question, Craig. I think it always depends on someone's individual circumstance. But, but if you're buying a positively geared asset, that means when you buy it, you are going to be making money each month holding it. These aren't negatively geared. So unless you think you're going to get it at a substantially cheaper price in six months' time, that would be the only reason I'd say wait. But if you've got the money available and ready to go, you're best, best off window shopping, seeing what deals you can get. Because if you wait six months or 12 months, you're going to be on the fence with a lot of other investors. And the reason people would wait... I can see their logic. They want to wait to see how high the interest rates go or they want to see when it starts coming back down again. And none of us know when that exact date is. And it might be six months, it might be 12 months time. But the minute those rates stabilize, you're going to see half those fence sitters come back into the market. The other half are probably going to come back into the market when the rates start dropping. At that point, you're going to be paying more for the asset because you're competing against all these new buyers. So the other side is sellers are going to be less reluctant or more reluctant, should I say, to sell the asset at that time as well. So you kind of want to buy when you think it's not perfect because you're going to get a better deal now. So I don't think you're going to get a massively discounted price by waiting. Plus, you're going to lose the cash flow in the meantime. I've put my money where my mouth is. I've recently purchased again and I had the same thoughts. I thought, should I wait? And I came to this conclusion. If I wait, I'm going to be waiting with many others. There's a good deal right in front of my nose. Why would I let it go? That's sort of the logic I would encourage other investors to follow. Well, it's. I guess it's a pretty good barometer, isn't it? There you are off for three months to Greece, but you're still buying these commercial properties. It's not stopping. No, look, a good deal's a good deal, and you stay on on the hunt for a deal whenever, holiday or no holiday. You've got to you've got to be looking out, and that's sometimes a non convenient time to purchase, but that's when you get your best deals. All right. Good on you, Scott. Thanks for coming back on to the Real Estate Podcast this morning. And I guess readjust to that uh, office life back in Sydney. I will do. Thanks again, Craig. Pleasure. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.